every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all your sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. Bet online, where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals-centric specific show where, of course, we wax poetic about the Arizona Cardinals here in the Phoenix metropolitan area. I am one of your co-hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams. And with me, as always, is a man who played professional baseball, but also played in the National Football League as well. He was on that first Super Bowl-bound Atlanta Falcons team. He is the one and only Ed Easy Smith. What is good, my brother? Hey, another week, another loss, another just, oh, my goodness, bro. The stories keep adding up. We'll chop it up here, but... You know, it's been a rough, been a rough stretch for these Cardinals, man. Yes, it has been. And so we do this thing twice a week. The Cardinals are actually going to be on a bye this week. So no game this Sunday, but we'll still be giving you two episodes. Uh, of course, we're, uh, this is the first, uh, the first show of the week is always a reflection of the most recent game as we break that down and everything from the mind of uh, Ed, Ed Smith and myself. And then the next episode is typically a look ahead. So with, uh, we've been doing the last couple of weeks, been doing with the, uh, with the hard knocks in season, been focusing on breaking that down. And then of course, you know, looking ahead to the next game, but so we'll, we'll give you a twist of that for, for the Thursday show. So as we look back on this most recent game, um, the Cardinals, they had it, they had it, they had it, but they end up falling to the, uh, to 25 to 24 to the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, as they came into State Farm Stadium. Uh, this game was one that the, the Cardinals seemed to have a good feel on it. They were running the ball. They were, people have given, uh, have, have given, uh, uh, Kyler Murray some credit for getting that ball out a little bit faster. There's still some things that I think that something has to change when it comes to mixing it up a little bit. And we've been, we've been talking about that ad nauseum, uh, all season and even going back to last season as well, even during those winning ways that they had last season when they were on that winning streak, uh, to, to begin last season. And the defense, they, they seem to be flying around easy. I was impressed, but then there was a, a mental breakdown at the end there. And then some, and then in the fourth quarter, as it's been reported, I mean, it's, if you, if you look at the, the game recap, they're in four, in four offensive possessions in that fourth quarter, three and out, three and out, three and out. And I mean, it's, it's, you have to really be able to hold those leads, but I wanted to, so again, 25, 24, the Cardinals fall. <sighs> And they're falling to that eighth win, eighth loss means that that triggers automatically uh, a little bit of a wager from Ed Smith and myself, which we'll get into a little bit later. We mentioned it last week. And so for those that didn't catch last week's episode, go and listen to it and you'll, you'll be right. You'll be caught right up, but we'll mention it again. But what did you see good? And then first, and then what did you see bad in terms of in this game? Well, you had a lot of things right on the head there, Jay, a lot of good in this game. And it's a shame that you culminated with so much bad toward the end of it, you know, uh, not what you call a dominating game by Kyler 18 to 29, 191 yards, 
but we, you know, he was efficient enough, two touchdowns, one bad interception, but it was on fourth down. So not sure how much, you know, we could even get into, you know, his critique of that play call. We ran the ball 34 times for 181 yards. Right. Had golf clap to one James Conner, 25 carries, bro. Yes, sir. 120 yards. And this is what you and I always talk about. You got it. Use it, bro. I mean, we, we actually saw, I think for the first time in a very long time, we outran the ball in terms of number of plays, uh, 34 rushes to 29 passes. Right. That's the last time that happened, you know. So we had some good things. We go into halftime with a 17 to 14 lead. We seem to have the Chargers kind of off their game. They just, you know, Herbert seemed just not quite right. It just wasn't quite, quite curling. Yeah, yeah, you know. So we had a chance in this game. Then we get into the second half of this game, bro, and all things just, you know, just go to the wayside. We ended up scoring one touchdown in the second half of this game. Disappointing. But it's what you said just a little bit ago. We had a lead. The last three or four possessions, three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out, right? Okay. Right. How many times have you heard me talk about that four-minute offense? Yes, indeed. four-minute offense when you have a lead, and it could be late in the fourth quarter, middle of the fourth quarter, whatever it is. And your sole purpose is, okay, they know we're going to run the ball. We know we're going to run the ball. Everybody in the whole place knows we're going to run the ball. Hmm. But it's an attitude. You know what we're going to do? We're going to run this ball, hmm. take some clock, get some first downs. Last possession or last uh, play we call is going to be V for victory, and we're going to walk out this place, go somewhere and have some dinner, right? Right. We couldn't do it. And why, Jay? Because it's not in our DNA. These are things that you just don't all of a sudden, now we got to use it because, you know, normal instances we're – figuring out a way to try to make up for, you know, slow start. You know, this is one of those rare opportunities where we had the chance to pull it out of our bag, but because we just haven't utilized it enough and know how to do it, because here's the thing, four minute offense, it's not, it's not play calling. It's a mentality, bro. Mm. That's when you tell your offensive lineman, this is why we pay you guys. This is what we do. And let's, let's everybody saddle up and let's ride. Right. Right. We couldn't do it. And then, you know, in the end, we let basically a team that had absolutely no running game. Get this, Jay, and I didn't even realize the the, 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 char- the Chargers ran the ball a total of 13 times in the entire game. Yes, sir. 13 times. Yes. Your boy Herbert drops back for 47 attempts. And we sacked him four times, yes. No interceptions. Three touchdowns with the ball in that era that much. At some point, bro, you got to think we're going to get one of those, right? Right. Didn't get anything. They go down, they use their, um, you know, I think we were out coached toward the end. That's hard to say when you talk about Stanley, because Stanley, for the Chargers, he's known for just doing some bonehead things where it seemed like we did a couple bonehead things. They go down, score, then what do they say? Hey, let's go and get that dub and get on the, on the buses and head to the airport. That two-point conversion, bro, that was so crazy. If you get a chance, look at it and watch from the – it was so crisp and so clean. It was like here, and here's what I always talk about. They saved one in the bag just for that special occasion, just in mm. case it came up. And yeah. that play was so. I mean, the way they it was it was a rub kind of, but it was a little delay rub. Boom! It was so just pretty. You know, <laughs> it was just you know, what my man uh, thinks anything this pretty. You know, uh, it was just unbelievably pretty. And 
in the end, like I said, we did enough to win that game, Jay, and to lose it and then fall to four and eight. And then we'll talk about this probably either on this show or on our uh, radio show on Saturday. Our young quarterback, you know, post-game press conference, you know, mouthing or voicing his displeasure. Man, you know, I'm so I'm so over his little attitude and his, you know, his stuff don't stink kind of, you know, I just, I, it rubs me the wrong way. This is not the time to be pointing fingers as obvious as it might be. Head coach seems like he's over his skis a little bit. This isn't the time to be pointing fingers. Maybe it's more about what I can do to make everybody around me better instead of, Hey, I'm doing my job. I need everybody else or at least certain people to pick their game up. I just, just a bad look and a really, really bad loss for the Cardinals. Now, again, believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So again, we're reflecting on the most recent loss by the Arizona Cardinals to drop them to four and eight. And really any, any idea. Now it's just a matter of pride. How much pride do you have in what you do doing your job? And that's, that's across the board. But so you mentioned it's funny because your, uh, Kyler Murray is, is your Devin Booker, meaning I'm, I'm often hard on Devin Booker on our on our radio show as people try to say he's a number one. And I say, well, maybe he's a number two. Maybe he's a one and a half. But is it just because it could it be possible that it's your that because you don't hold him in the highest of esteem, that maybe you're looking and dissecting the things that he does in such a way when we're looking at what he said, when we're listening to what he says after a game, um, did he, I mean, did he at least impress you at all with, in terms of what he did yesterday, or is this what's just to be expected and not, not wow, Kyler, you, you really went over, over and beyond above and beyond. Well, when you, when you bring him victories home, everything, you know, is, uh, can be rubbed away or can smell a little better. Was that cologne, you know, yes. winning is a great cologne, yes. that type of thing, you know? If he was winning and was still a little petulant, I'd be like, "Look, you know, I don't like the attitude, but you can't, you know, uh, you know, can't throw shade at his game because he's winning." And what I'm seeing right now, especially coming off the injury for a couple weeks, what we saw from one Colt McCoy in terms of leadership, because we all know Kyler is a superior athlete, mm-hmm. you know, baseball player, great on a football field, can do things that not many can do. I, you know, I watched a couple of those scramble situations. And I'm just like, wow, there's there's not many people on this planet that can do what he does. But how long have I been saying, Jay, great athletic ability and talent does not a leader make? Mm-hmm. And at this point in time, when you're going through these type of struggles, this is when you need your leader more than any time. This is when, you know, he's got to be right up front, taking bullets, you know, uh, you know, not throwing anybody under the bus. We will get better. I mean, a Tim Tebow type, Tim Tebow said, you will never find anybody who's going to work harder than me. That's going to study harder than me. That's going to play harder than me. But he was trying to inspire his dudes. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't see any inspiration from Kyler Murray. Kyler's kind of like, you know, hey, I went out there and did my part. Just didn't get it done, including the play call. That was just whack. And, this, and, you know, at this point in time, I'm looking for more than just his athletic ability, Jay. I mean, I've said it. Time and time again, he's superior over majority of athletes, but we need more than that from him. I don't, you know, I, in the two weeks that he was out, I saw more leadership from the backup quarterback in terms of, hey, you guys be where you're supposed to be. And we're going to get this done. Uh, that's all I need from, him. you know, that type of encouragement, that type of, hey, let's rally this thing, you know, even in yeah. a loss. 
against San Francisco on the road, you know, New Mexico or Mexico City. It was almost like I said, Colt was out there just, you could tell that dude cares. And sometimes I just don't know how much Kyler cares about, I guess, what others think of him. And we, we're not born into this life to worry about what others think of us. I mean, that's not our ultimate goal, but it should have some type of, I guess, some type of effect on how you go about your business. Mm-hmm. And I just don't see that in him. I don't, you know, like I said, it's just, I'm just more and more worried. I got a scenario for you. I'll let you lead this where you want to lead. I got a scenario for you that I've been thinking about since yesterday after another high profile quarterback left the game early. You let me know when you want to hear it. Okay. All right. All right. So we're going to get it. Cause that's that that's injury related. So we, this might uh, help to, to, to lead us into that. One of the things, cause I want to get into also the speculation of, I don't think it'll happen this season, but that the whispers around of changes in leadership and coaching and things like that. But um, Cardinals uh, left tackle DJ Humphreys is out for the season with the back. I mean, if you had the season with a back, I mean, it, the things that I've seen, some of the hits from, from the Sunday night game, um, some of the hits when you look at because the defense was kind of flying around yesterday. I, I saw Marco Wilson delivering some some real blows, and it makes me think of how physical this game is. I mean, people just I play for free. I play for free. Man, you get hit. You get hit the way that James Conner was getting hit, and people were bouncing off of him. But you still have to take that blow. When you think about your wide receiver, and you got to go over the middle. You are a linebacker, and your 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 one of your primary missions is to seek and destroy. And that and that wears on you, but the the injuries are piling up. We know that Hudson is out for the season again. Uh, you know, it, we've said what we had to say about about Hudson, but but Humphreys being out, that's just another layer to it. So what what do you think that that will have that impact will have on this offensive line? And then go ahead and give me your theory. Well, first off, injuries are a part of the game. Nobody at this point in time is healthy. Everybody's hurt. So you can't blame anything on that. You know, sometimes you look at rosters and you're like, they got a whole bunch of dudes, you know, but in it all evens out for the most part, bro. And, and you talk about the physicality of the game. I am in the condition I am today, meaning with this back, my knees, my legs, my shoulder, everything, because of the physicality of this game. It is right. brutal. Anybody who's ever – Thought about, you know, well, I could go out there and do that. I'm, let me tell you, there's a small percentage of human beings, hmm. one, that can do it and want to do it. Because you need that want to do it along with having the physical tools. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of dudes and lift a lot of weights in the weight room and, you know, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. You hit them, hit them, hit them one time, Jay, and see if they don't, well, I don't even like that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, I'm going to go back and lift some weights, you know, that type of thing. So, you know, at this point in time, we know what it is. You got Hudson, who pretty much I think he's cast his chips in. I think right after the season, we'll be finding out that he's done with the game of football. Uh, Humphreys, I mean, it's going to start to add up. The question for me is now, and I'll I'll, I'll say what I'm going to say, and then I'll tell you what I'm going to tell you in a minute. (laughs) Now is the point in time, Jay, when you're four and eight. There's going to be a lot of, I'm going to call them phantom injuries, but things that guys have been dealing with all year, mm. all of a sudden they go get to the point of, yeah, that's really starting to bother me. And we're going to see a little more DNPs during the week and a lot of, hey, we need some extra dudes in here because our roster is really getting thin. Okay? Yeah. yeah. So let me give you my philosophy on what I am, 
afraid might happen. When, if it does, I might look like a prophet. If it doesn't, I, I'm not going to say I'm going to look like a fool, but I will eat my words. We are four and eight right now, right? Yes. We just had a situation over in Green Bay. Uh, you know, Rogers, all of a sudden the report comes out. He's been dealing with his broken thumb since like week five. Okay. You've been dealing with it since week five. Why we got to hear about it now? Right. Right. Okay. Right. And during the game, he goes down and hey, that dude takes a beating. So and I'm it was, it was a hit. So that was, I mean, that was, was a hit. Okay. So it, was, it was, it was a hit. All of a sudden the total grimacing on every movement he makes. And it's like, oh, you know, so he, you know, right for this show, they check him out of the game. Now, the Green Bay Packers are four and eight, I think, along with us, somewhere in that area, right? Right. There's no need for Aaron Rodgers to be finishing this season out. Okay. Right. Right. right, right. So at some point, you know, Love, step, you know, calling uh, Love, you know, trade, or what's his name? Love. Um, Jordan Love. Uh, Jordan Love. Calling Jordan Love to the main stage. <laughs> so we all know. <laughs> oh man, we all know what's gonna happen over there. Next thing you know, we will get an image of Rogers because he's probably gonna have surgery on the thumb, whatever else he needs to get done, so he can be ready for next year. We're gonna start to see images, you know, especially as cold up in Lambeau. He could be all bundled up, sitting next to the heaters, you know, getting his comfy on. Right, right. We got a young quarterback on our side over here. That hey, wait a minute, he makes more money than I do. You know, he makes 50 large. I only make 46. What's he doing sitting on the sideline? And I got to finish this out. All of a sudden, I'm just saying, bro, because I've been saying this for a couple weeks now. That hamstring, all of a sudden, maybe in a week or two, it gets tweaked just enough where, hey, Kyle's probably going to be down for a week or so. We'll see how it goes. And then the next thing you know, hey, we're just going to shut Kyler down because there's really no need to bring him back this, you know. So at some (laughs) point, whether it's through him or the team shutting him down because here's the, the honest to God truth, uh, Jay, is there's a lot of dudes out there hurting right now playing this game. Right. They don't have the luxury to say, hey, I'm going to shut it down because when you should, a guy like me, when I shut it down, hey, okay, well, uh, we'll evaluate your position. You know, once the season's over, uh, we'll, you know, we'll see where we are in terms of offering you a new contract. Now, right, I right. can have eyeball hanging out. You know, and I played through some stuff, you know, getting shot with cortisone, you know, num- double digit weeks in a row just to finish the season, stuff like that. Cause I knew my place in the pecking order, right? Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray, like I said, we're going to find out how much he really wants to lead this team and organization. If they can't say, if he's a healthy scratch or if they just kind of, well, he just, you know, it doesn't look right out there. So we're just going to set him down. If he's not kicking and screaming, Meaning, hey, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, I want to play. Because, I mean, my dudes are out there. I got, you know, a Buddha Baker's out there. You want to run out on one leg, ankle, and this and that thing. If I don't get that from him, Mm -hmm. one, he's going to lose some dudes in that locker room. Right. And the organization itself might start looking to him like, this ain't our long-term solution here. Because if he's willing to give it up that easy and all of a sudden, Colt McCoy, we need you to the side stage. Colt McCoy to the side stage. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden we start hearing that, bro. For me, the, the best thing Kyler could do, suck it up, whatever injuries you have, get out there and play and show us your heart. Show us what you got. Show us you want to lead this team, lead this organization. If all of a sudden something becomes a little you know, tweaked and we want to sit him down a little bit, and he's not kicking and screaming, 
that's going to show me more. And like I said, with the addition of one Aaron Rodgers to the injury report times two now, and all of a sudden maybe he's not out there, um, you know, it's like, you know, why is I, why I'm out there? Why, why do I got to go play? You know, Aaron ain't going out there. He makes 50 million a year. I only made 46. Man. You know? Okay. But keep so, an, and all I'm saying is keep an eye on it. That's all I will say. Okay. So, so let's say the, the pushback to that is if you're the GM, if you're the to owner of the team and you're paying out this big salary with two big salaries on the team, like a Buddha, like a, like a Kyler, et cetera. So, um, uh, D hop, wouldn't you go, wouldn't you go, if you're the owner, wouldn't you say, Hey, this season is lost. Cause there's, I think there's two ways to look at it. When you go and say this season is lost, I want them ready for next season. And then, and then the flip to that, cause I'm guess I'm, I'm playing both sides here. The other side is, I think what I meant, I mentioned this a little earlier. I think the Cardinals are very close to that A word, apathy, where there were, I saw a lot of, I saw a lot of empty seats in terms of the, you know, is, uh, fans dressed up as empty seats. And I think they're very close to that, which, so if you were in that ownership position or that GM position, which, which way do you, which way do you lean? Let's say if, if all things being equal and Kyler wants to play and, and Buddha wants to play and all these other players, which way do you lean? Do you lean towards holding them out and risk that apathy? Or do you say, no, you gonna they're going to play because we're going to finish this, this season strong. Okay. Let me throw some at you real quick. Okay. Okay. You know how tough, you know how tough it will be because at some point you probably will get to this point to pull Buda Baker out of that lineup. If he's still, you know, he wants to be out there. Right. He's going to voice his opinion. Buddha's going to let you know, look, I don't want to come out this lineup. You know, I want to finish what we started. I don't care how bad it is. I want to finish what we started. Right. There's a big difference in that. And them saying, Buddha, look, we're trying to save you from yourself. You know, we, we know what you mean to this organization. This one is over. Let's, hey, let's just shut it down. Okay. There's a difference in that. And then somebody point, hey, uh, hey, um, I think I had enough this year. Hey, hey, just so, <laughs> right. hey, just so you guys know, you know, I, I think I've had enough, and I wouldn't mind if we just took it easy the rest of the year because hey, we don't have anything to win. We're not going to win anything. You know, th- there's a difference in how it's done from both sides. And for me, it's all about the attitude and what, you know, where a player's heart is. I guarantee you, right? They, <laughs> Even your boy JJ Watt, JJ Watt would want to play. Exactly, that's another name. Yeah. He wants to go out guns a blazing with his boys. We're gonna finish this out. This right. has been embarrassing. So right. let's go out there and finish strong. Whereas some of the players, you know, not many, many names, Kyle Murray, you know, he might look at this, and this is a bad way to look at it, Jay. Okay. If you shove you down for the last three, that means I'm not gonna to have to worry about studying the last three. That means I can get my game on. Man, come on. Come I'm on. I'm just dude. saying. Come on. Bro, there's a whole there's a whole lot that comes with staying in a lineup. Because right. then you gotta continue work. When they right. shut you down, when they say it's you're done and that's it. And I I, I experienced this the one year I experienced my first year in Washington in, in uh ninety-six. Okay. They had been shooting me up so long with quarter zone day. And I I mean, I would I swear. I mean, I thought I was going to glow in the dark. Every hmm. week I was getting a shot. One week got two shots. We got to the last two weeks of the season, and the team doctor said, I can't do this in good conscience. You guys got to shut him down. And I was just as lowly 
you know, practice squad dude. You know, I, I wasn't bringing much to the table other than I was busting my tail every week in practice. And, you know, I went and they literally shut me down. So for two weeks, bro, I was like, you mean I'm done? And, you know, because the doctor was like, I cannot with good conscience continue to shoot you up. They got it. They're going to shut you down. And then for those two weeks, bro, I was like, okay, well, you know, so what's my job? My job was to come in and rehab and watch practice. And then, you know, so I no longer had to study the playbook. I was mm. free and easy. Now, for me, that was hurtful because I knew it was damaging my chances in terms of returning the next year. But, you know, for somebody like Kyle Murray, he might be looking forward to a shutdown because this one's a wrap anyway. Yeah. And he can do a whole lot of other things with his time. We already see, like, when he's not in the lineup, what is, you tell me from watching Hard Knocks last week, what assistance or what kind of effort did he put in? I, I mean, hard, hard knocks. If they want you to be on the camera, you know, there's enough real to, you know, to, to put out there. They're going to find a way to get Kyler Murray one second. We, he was a ghost in that last episode, man, because he was nowhere near the field and nowhere near playing. And it was, you know, for him, it was just, hey, you know, I'm good. So, mark mm-hmm. my word, like I said, there's, there's all kinds of ways to handle it. I'm just looking at this not ending well. Uh, we've already, you know, I, I would almost say like if we keep trending in that direction, bro, we're already there. It's four and eight. Mm-hmm. I mean, you win six, you know, we well, know well, we got five left, right? So you yeah. go nine and eight, you know, you know, this team is not going five in a row and finishing up nine and eight and climbing over some of these teams they have to climb over to get into the playoffs. This, there are some dudes, and we always talk about it, that are going to start pulling out those pads and writing down their list of business decisions that they will and won't make over the next five to finish the season. <clears throat> they finally made it to the bye week. You know, thank God for that. Hmm. But I'm telling you, the attitude when they come back is not, in my opinion, is, is going to be, man, it's, it's going to be rough to watch finishing up, in my opinion. We'll see how they handle it. But one Kyler Murray, like I said, just, just keep an eye on that for me. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So I want to get your opinion on, there's the, the the whispers, the elephant in the room about the head coach and should there be a coaching change? Again, they just they just gave extensions to Kyler. They gave extension to to Kime and to Kingsbury. So I, I don't think that this is going to happen. Uh, it's, it could because Bidwell could say, I'll, I'm so mad, I'll pay the buyout. I'll pay, I mean, I'll pay you over the next X amount of years. I'll bring another coach in here. My thing is that if he stays, let's, the question is if he should stay, What are, out of all the things that, give me two things that would have to change between now and the off-season, the first off-season workouts. Um, What are two things that Coach Kingsbury would have to change to, to, to give more confidence from the fan base and, of course, from his bosses there and the, and the, and the team? Because if the team doesn't believe in you, then, then you, if you lost the locker room, then that's it. So what are two things out of the litany of things? What are two things that come to mind? You just said the one right there. The, t- the team don't believe in you, bro. You have to become the alpha in that room. You have to become the, the omega, the, the number one. When you're, when you speak, everybody shuts the X, you know, the F up, that type of thing. You, you, we have not seen that from him. He has to become a head coach in every sense of the word and CEO and his word has to be final. And the guys on that roster, okay. How much money they make. 
from the first dude to the last dude, they need to start respecting him more. And the only way he does that is by putting his foot down, having some tough conversations, and letting everybody in the room know. And that's including Kime and Bidwell. They need to be there for that. I'm going to pause you. I'm going to interrupt you real quick. I thought one thing that was interesting, and again, some, we get this, when you have these broadcasts, they're trying to get the most positive things that they can say during a broadcast. And this guy does this great. And this coach says this player is wonderful. But one thing that was interesting, whether it happened this way or not, but I think it's an interesting way to look at it was oftentimes players say that they don't know their role. And I believe it was the player, the coach for for Philadelphia. He said, so what he did was, and not only did he tell all of his coaches what their roles were, but then he had, then he went and broke it down. So each player, so each position coach, et cetera, whatever it was, they, those people in those positions of leadership had to go to each player that they were in, in, in charge of, so to speak, and say in a group, not just, not just individually in a group. Javon, this is what your role is for this team. And this is what your role is for the team. So there was no confusion. If you're supposed to be a star player, you're supposed to be a leader, then that was part of what he said. If you're if you're a role player and I need you to block and make make sure that we set everybody up, then that's what you then that was communicated to that to that player. And I think that's in in essence, that's something that you gotta do. Make everybody understand what their role is and then hold them accountable to whatever that role is, right? Absolutely, Jack. Couldn't say any better. It's accountability. It's also setting the tone and setting the expectations. And like you said, everybody knows what their role is, and they also know who's in charge, too. Mm. You know, I have a, a, a sneaky suspicion about this team. There's not a whole lot of people that respect Kingsbury to the level that he should be respected as a head coach of this organization, you know. Yeah. And that starts with our young quarterback. I don't think he respects him um, enough. Um, I won't say at all, but I will say enough. We've seen some actions on the field, you know, and everybody's like, well, that's just good, you know, banter. And that's it. No, no, there's certain ways you do everything. Um, you know, so leadership for me is first and foremost. If you don't have the room, then there's no need for you to be setting up to speak. I mean, you know, so Kingsbury needs a voice. Whether he can do that or not, I'm not sure. The other thing I'd like to see him do better at is just – the ability to make adjustments, bro. He's been good at the first shot. And then now that it seems like everybody's kind of figured out what he does, he's the easiest read in this league uh, by a lot of standards, by a lot of teams. And that goes because he, he just doesn't, it's not even about being creative. It's about being able to make whatever you're doing a little different this way. Uh, little more mysterious this way just make those adjustments whether it's week to week in game plan prep and then in game prep and adjustments I don't think that's his strong suit and you know it seems like he has a good enough uh, support system around him doesn't have to worry in a lot of instances you're like well he's got too much to worry about no just leave Vance to the defense you know check in on him but make sure you oversee that uh, you know, special teams, same thing, your position coach. Seems like he's got some decent guys in those positions. He's the, the weakest link out of all of them. And your oh. head coach is the weakest link. Bro, it's just, I'm just saying, bro. It's, Come on, it's man. Like the, bro, it's like the blind leading the blind. Oh. They want to get better if he can't figure it out. He's at this point in time, four years into it, Jay, he shouldn't still be trying to figure it out. This is oh. year four when it's like, hey, 
we got a process. We got this is how we do our stuff. This is how we attack this, and this is what we're going to do moving forward. And I'm, and I'm saying that's not just in game. I'm talking about week to week, where you know, like I so said, we're seeing. Let me say, I'll say this, and I'll shut up. We've been watching some of this backdoor stuff because of hard knocks, and then I'm listening to all the talking heads, you know, out, you know, while we're driving around, stuff like that. Everybody keeps saying the same thing every week. It's like he just says the same thing, you know. We got to yeah. do this better. We got to do that better. Uh, we got to make sure we finish. But it's he's got this little loop that he keeps, and it's like, okay, bro, we've heard that. Like, okay, how are we gonna? How are we gonna do better? What do we are the ingredients to make mm-hmm. us better? And, you know, you know, you ask somebody like a Belichick, he's not gonna give you the answer. But doggone, so I know he has a plan for it. I don't mm-hmm. know what his plan is. I don't know what he's is good at at this point and whether he can carry the entire load. So you're asking me, I'm telling you, I, like I said, it's, it's, and the fact that we've locked him up till 2027, shame on Bidwell and, and Kai, because they're going to have to live with this moving forward. It's not easy to eat all that money. I, our good friend Michelle texted me today about, you know, what the Cardinals should and shouldn't do. I'm like, that's the easy Caesar said and done when you got everybody locked up, you know, until 2027. So Yeah. All right, so on behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, I am Javon J. Love Adams. We are presented by Bet Online. And goodness gracious, Ed, we, we got a lot to chew on, a lot to talk about. And as we always like to say around this time, uh, you can. Till next week, I'll tell you serious, next be easy out there. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.